Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, in this week's two-part episode, I will be revealing my list for the top 20 albums and projects of 2016. It's the last episode of the year, so let's really discuss all the great music we got this year. Do the drop. Jingle bells all the way. All the way. Hey. On your hips, y'all make that shake. I'll make it shake. Shout about three hoes on my sleigh. Up on my sleigh. I try to tee up in this day. Up in the day. I want you jingle bells all the way. All the way. Got the bells all on the shake. Up in the day. Shout about three hoes all the way. Up on the sleigh. Shout about three hoes in my sleigh. Yo, what is up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is the last episode, or second to last episode, considering how you look at it, of the year. Um, In my favorite episode of the year, this is where I reveal my list for the top 20 albums of 2016. Um, Now, I figure this is going to run long, so this is going to be a two-parter, so... In this first episode, part one, I'm going to give you the five honorable mentions, and then I'm going to go 20 through 11, and then in part two, uh, which will drop tomorrow, um, I'm going to give you the top 10 uh, albums of 2016. Um, We got a lot of good music this year, a lot, a lot of good music, like almost all of our faves dropped a project this year. Not all of them, but almost all of them. So 2017, will uh, it will be interesting just to see how it keeps up with what 2016 left us on the music front. Um, so let's jump right into the list. Um, like I said, I want to start with um, the honorable mentions. So these are the ones that you know didn't quite make the top 20, but I felt that they deserve to be mentioned regardless. So the the last honorable mention on the list... Coming in at the fifth honorable mention is Big Baby Drum by Drum. Um, you know, I think the album just deserves a mention um, because Drum really came through this year. Uh, first of all, his single Broccoli um, featuring Lil Yachty uh, is a, it was a hit of its own. It made my top 40 list just because it's, it was an undeniable hit. But Drum came through with you know, a few other hits on that uh, track. 
also that made my top 40 is his duet with Erica Badu, Wi-Fi. That song was so dope. It was so dope. But he's got, you know, so many other songs on that project that were really good. The first track, Get It Myself, you know, really summarized, you know, the whole tape. Like, he was out here getting it, you know, and he really gave us a project that put himself on wax and it was more cohesive than what he gave us with his goddamn EP, uh, I think, last year or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was a good, a good project by Drum, um, and it definitely deserved to be mentioned, especially because, you know, he really did do it himself, like on that project, besides Lil Yachty and Erica Badu, um, the only other feature he had was Young Thug on the Misunderstood track, but it's a, it was a good project from Drum to really show the people, you know, what he's bringing to the table. So the fourth honorable mention uh, is The Color in Anything by James Blake. Um, I've talked about this album a few times throughout the year, um, but it's an amazing album. James Blake um, is, you know, becoming one of the kings of making that, like, you know, eerie, ethereal, like, like, uh, ghostly R&B. Like, it's, it's really hard to describe it, but it's this really, like, gloomy beautiful R&B he uses a lot of sounds and he's one of those artists who is like really good at using his own voice as an instrument um among the the realms of like Bon Iver or Francis and the Lights but you know James Blake he I think he really does it the best you know his song Choose Me is so dope and then he also had a, a duet with Bon Iver on the project and that was dope um he just He's really good as a songwriter, and the production on his projects is fantastic. Uh, I really wish this song could have been higher, but I mean, this album could have been higher. But there was there's a lot more above it that I thought just just edged it out. But the color in anything definitely deserves to be mentioned. Third honorable mention: Untitled Unmastered by Kendrick Lamar. Now this one ranked low just because you know it was a good project, but at the end of the day. You know, when it came down to it, it wasn't like a cohesive project. It was a project full of, you know, songs that didn't make to Pimp a Butterfly or didn't, you know, that he didn't feel fit the theme. Now, they were good songs like Untitled 2 and Untitled 7 on that project, I think, are, you know, some of my favorite tracks. But as an album, you know, it didn't really hit the marks that, like, all of the other albums throughout the year did. It was a great collection of songs, but cohesively it wasn't really, you know, you know, a great album by those standards. But it deserved to be mentioned. Coming in at the second honorable mention is Night Ride by Tanache. Great project. You know, I've mentioned before, it, like, sees her... Taking on two different types of personalities or in styles. Like, she's got, like, an FKA Twigs uh, types uh, going on in some songs. And then there's, like, a Rihanna style going on in other songs. And, um, you know, it kind of flip-flops through that throughout the entire album. But, you know, maybe she just needs to choose one, um, you know, to really buckle down and give us something more cohesive. But it was a great project. Night Ride is dope. Say La Vie, Company, Party Favors. Um, all of those are dope songs off of that uh, project. So definitely check that out. Coming in at the number one honorable mention is an album we got 10 days ago. 
and that is Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying by Kid Cudi. Now, uh, this one made the honorable mention. I mean, one, I only had about 10 days to digest it. Um, but two, you know, after I, I've, I've listened to it a bunch of times, and after listening through it, I love it most because Cuddy is giving us what we've wanted for a long time, and that's Cuddy getting back to his, like, man-on-the-moon, dreary, you know, like, moaning on the track Cuddy, the one that's, like, mostly kind of sad Cuddy. Like, you know, put you in a mood if you just listen to, like, this album straight through all day. Like, that's just like, man, can I get... Let me just listen to Surfing, like, ten times in a row so I can, you know, get the energy up before I jump back in. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it was more of the same, more of the old same from Cuddy. Um, but nothing about it was like, you know, blowing me away. And I guess you could say that about a lot of Cuddy's old music. Although I think Man on the Moon, the first one is just phenomenal. And the second one was pretty good too. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing about it was like, you know, fantastic, you know, but because, you know, it was Cuddy getting back to the style that we wanted, and because, you know, he sounded good doing it, you know, it deserved the mention, it comes in at the number one honorable mention. So let's jump into the actual list, let's start with number 20, and that is In My Mind by BJ the Chicago Kid. Now, this project I feel like kind of, you know, was slept on throughout the year, and it, it, it was released uh, early in the year, um, I think, honestly, around like February or something like that. Um, but it, it deserved to make the list. And, you know, not many people were talking about it because maybe they forgot about it. But BJ, the Chicago Kid, came through with a fire album. This was his second studio album. But it had such great songs like The Resume featuring Big Crit. Um it's like one of the best songs I've heard by BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, and it's just a great, like, you know, R&B track. It doesn't do much, but what he does give you is just fire. Um, you know, he gave us that church song with Chance the Rapper. We got um, him doing Woman's World. We got the new Cupid featuring Kendrick Lamar. Um, Heart Crush. You know, it was a it was a pretty classic r&b album as far as style like he didn't he didn't you know experiment too much or stray too far from just using his vocals over some silky smooth melodies and beats um to get the job done but that's really all we needed like he he has an amazing voice and he you know he wrote songs and used beats that really highlight his voice and I thought it definitely deserved to make the list. So that is number 20, um, BJ the Chicago Kid, in my mind. Coming in at number 19 uh, is one that I actually slept on through most of the year, but came around to realize how great of a project it was. And that is The Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. Um this was, you know, a short project. It's like a 10-track project um, with uh, pretty much a lot of features on most of the tracks. But it's great. You know, I was reading a lot of articles about this, and, like, somebody said that, you know, there aren't many 
hip-hop albums that really just talk about love, they were like, you got the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and then you got Speaker of... And then you got the Love Below, and then they were like, that's pretty much it. And I read that, and I was like, mm, really? Are those the only like two hip-hops that really discuss love like that? And I tried to... I started to think about it, and it's like, mm, yeah, all the ones that come to mind aren't actually hip-hop albums. They're R&B albums. Um... So, yeah, maybe those are the two leading, you know, hip-hop albums that talk about love. And I'm sure maybe there are more that we just can't think of. But Mac Miller makes that list. Like, it's a he's mostly talking about love and, like, you know, relationships and just, like, relationships with another person. Um, not necessarily being in a relationship, but that dynamic. And it's a hip-hop album. Like, he's not doing a lot of crazy singing. Like, he's he's rapping, and he's rapping about, you know, like, women and love and all of that. He's got Bilal on the first track. A uh, hit song off of this was Dang, featuring Anderson .Paak. Uh, he's got Ty Dolla Sign, Kendrick, Ariana Grande, CeeLo Green on the project. Um, don't sleep on this, because Mac Miller has been on the come-up for about, like, six years or so now. Like, I wasn't really feeling the dude. Um, I liked him when he was doing mixtapes and then he released his debut album, Blue Slide Park. And I was like, man, this ain't really what I wanted from Mac Miller. And then after that, he slowly began to like build it back into something, you know, like really good. Like, uh, he dropped that Macadelic mixtape. He dropped watching movies with the sound off. You know, he's, he's dropped a lot of like really good projects since that first one that, showcase him as being a good rapper and a good songwriter and a good producer um and this project just fits right into that mold um he really came through um and he produced uh he was the main producer on every single one uh every single one of the tracks on the project so he's still out here like producing his own music and writing his own music um and that's definitely a dope thing and something that should be congratulated and commemorated. So shout out to The Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. It's a dope project, and that comes in at number 19. Coming in at number 18 is Malibu by Anderson Pock. Anderson Pock came through uh, with the wild, wild come up in 2016. Um you know, he's a singer, songwriter, rapper, producer from California. Um, and I feel like one of his like main stories, um, like before he really became famous, is that like Pac was Anderson Pac was like homeless for a while, um, before he like really, really got big. So and you can see in his music and in his performances that he's really just happy to be here. He's happy to be making music and doing the thing that he loves and so when he came through um with malibu like early 2016 this came out in january you know it really grabbed the masses in that it was like whoa who was this dude with this really really soulful voice something about him that you don't hear his voice and many other people who's given us this dope project it's like a neo soul r&b hip-hop album um and, you know, The Bird, which is the opening track, made my top 40 list because it's just so great. And it's a great way to open an album. And his songs have been, you know, 
all over the place in 2016. One of his songs, I think it's Come Down, is on the 2017 NBA 2K17 soundtrack. I'm pretty sure I've heard Am I Wrong, his song featuring Schoolboy Q on like commercials and stuff. So dude is getting recognized. And he deserves the recognition. Um, he produces some of his tracks, but he had a really interesting combination of producers on this project of really good producers. Kay Trinata produced one of the tracks. Ninth Wonder produced a couple. Mad Lib produced one. Um, it's it's a great testament that he had all of these different producers come together. Like it looks like at least like ten to fifteen. Um, and produce different parts of this album, and the album still sounds so cohesive. And Anderson Pac sounds amazing. He's got a song on there called The Waters, which is with BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, definitely check that one out. It's a dope project, and I am very, very excited to see what else uh, Anderson Pac does because he's one of those artists who is just so organic and so natural. He just sings because he loves singing, and he gives us good music because he likes making good music. Um, he's already got that project called No Worries or something like that, uh, with Knowledge, um, that's on, you can check that out on, like, Apple Music and stuff, that's in case you wanted to get some more Anderson Pac under your belt, but yes, Malibu is a real soulful, like, dope-sounding album, um, and Anderson Pac definitely deserves the credit, that comes in at my number 18. So, coming in at number 17 is Telephone by No Name, formerly known as No Name Gypsy. Um, No Name is a uh, hip-hop artist from Chicago. Shout out to her. Um, And we've been waiting for Telephone for a while, and she finally uh, released it in, like, July this month. Um, Sorry, July of this year. And it's it's everything we wanted and more. Like we we came upon No Name. I think the first time I heard her was on Chance's Acid Rap project because um, she was featured on Lost, um, and then maybe some other songs around that time. Um, and you know she had been hyping this Telephone project for a little bit after that, um, but you know it never came. And then she finally released it this year, and it is fantastic. Similar to. Um, Heaven by Jamila Woods, No Name delivers, you know, a project that, you know, really has this hint of nostalgia in it. And like some of the beats kind of sound, they have like this like childhood, like, you know, regrets. I mean, maybe it's just a marimba. Anytime I hear like a marimba or a xylophone on a track, it just kind of reminds me of Rugrats. And then that takes my mind to like this like childhood nostalgia feeling. So maybe that's just what it is. But both of those projects have that in common. But No Name comes through with like, you know, really good, good songs. Like her bars are up there, you know, with some of the best right now. Her songwriting and like, what she can, like, you know, the passion and, like, the meaning that she can fit into some of her songs is is just great. Um, her song with Aaron Allen Kane, another Chicago artist, and a Kenya reality check was one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, but it's just a real um, wholesome project. Um, and she touches on a lot of lot of different things that are, you know, topical 
um, in society right now. Like one of her songs, Casket Pretty. Um, one of the lyrics, one of the lyrics is all of my niggas is casket pretty. Ain't no one safe in this happy city. Um, I hope you make it home. I pray to God that my telly don't ring. You know, basically speaking about how, you know, a lot of, you know, black people, especially in this city, um, are dying. And, you know, every day it's a, it's a struggle, especially when you got loved ones out there. You just got to hope that everybody makes it home okay and that you don't get that phone call. She just touches on a lot of, you know, things that are relevant to a lot of people. Um, and that's one of the best things uh, about an album. And then on her last track, Shadow Man, which features Saba, Smino, or Smino, and Felix, you know, it's just bars on bars on bars over, like, these really great beats. Um, Cam... Obi, I think is how you say his name, did most of the production on this project, and Saba actually produced like four tracks as well. Um, and the two of them, you can tell that all of them and No Name, you know, really got together and crafted all these songs together because, you know, there's just this familiarity with like all of the tracks um, that you can tell that, you know, they just really sat down and thought about like every single one of these songs. Um, and they did it with the um, the agenda of just making, you know, a great, wholesome project that, you know, tells the story that she wants to tell. And she definitely did that. So Telephone by No Name deserves to be on the list. And it comes in at number 17. Uh, number 16 is a project by someone whose name I still can't pronounce because I still have never heard it like, like out loud. So I'm just going to keep saying that it is Neo or Neo. I'm going to say Neo. I'm going to say Neo. But it is For All We Know by Neo. Um, it's a project that came out um, July of this year. Um, and it is such a dope project. It's her debut. <laughs> Debo. It's her debut album. Um, and it's, it's got this like electronic funk R&B vibe. Um, she's a UK artist. Um, and every song, every single song, um, just comes through with this funk that you just can't deny. Like almost every single song really just makes you want to move. Um, and then a lot of the songs play with this R&B feel where it's just like, wow, she just sounds so good um, that just the combination of like how great her vocals are and like the songwriting and, you know, just the, the feeling you get from the music is just they combine to just do something magical. Like, I I don't dislike a single song on this project. Um, and she comes through and I'm pretty sure she produced... Um, every single song on the project, which is very impressive. Um, and she wrote all of them. So, you know, she's out here. She's out here. Um, Bad Blood is probably the song that you, um, recognize the most. But In the Morning definitely made my top 40 list. Other great songs from this are Fool to Love, Blue Wine, uh, D-Y-W-M, which stands for Do You Want Me. This is a funky artist, and 
people need to watch out for her because she is coming. Like her debut album is fantastic. It's one of the best songs I heard this year. So I can only imagine what's left for her because this coming out the gate with this is, you know, it says a lot for what's coming next. Um, but it was just great that she's able to, um, you know, take this electronic funky sound and fuse it with this R&B to make such a soulful project that makes you want to dance all at the same time. So for all we know by Neo is what I'll say. Um, it's a dope project comes in at number 16. Coming in at number 15 um, is Ology by Gallant. Um, Gallant is an artist that everybody knows um, for his Weight and Gold song because it's just fantastic and it was all over the place uh, when it came out. But he dropped his uh, debut album, Ology, back in April. Um, and this was another uh, project that really took R&B to a next level this year. Um, uh, Weight and Gold is not even like the best uh song sung vocally on this project because weight and gold is a vocal like just masterpiece like with like the the notes he hits and his range and just how easily he hits them and i can i can tell you just from looking at a lot of videos he sounds just as good live as he does on on like the cd versions which is incredible because he hits such crazy notes and he can hit them live which is it's just fantastic um but yeah, there's this song on there called Bourbon, which is great. Bone and Tissue made my top 40 list because it's it's just such a good song. His songwriting is just as good as, as the vocals. Um, and he really, really just uses his voice and he shoots for the stars. Like, it's it almost seems like there's no limit to his voice. Um, and... You know, he really uh, has great songwriting skills. And so I'm excited to see what he does next as well. Um, he might be coming out within, with another album soon. Who knows? Who knows? But um, he's also, he's only, there's only one feature on this project, which is Janae Aiko. Um, it's their Skipping Stone song. But uh, Gallon is, is another one that we should watch out for. There's a lot of artists. Uh, this year who are relatively new that dropped bomb projects um, that I feel like don't get enough credit that they deserve. So we're we're going to have to look out for them because these are the ones that in like 10 years are going to be at the top of the game. Um, but yeah, Ology by Gallant um, was a very dope project and certainly deserves to be at the number 15 spot. Number 14, which I mentioned already, is Heaven by Jamila Woods. Um, she released this through SoundCloud, um, and it was just such a fantastic project. Jamila Woods is another Chicago artist. She's actually like one of the artistic directors at uh, Young Chicago Authors here in Chicago, and she released this project, and similar to like pimp a butterfly from last year um the message that's present on this project is you know very obvious um and very needed at the time excuse me so she dropped um heaven earlier this year i think back in july july was a really good month 
for music of this year. And it was just full of all of these songs that really talk about the black experience in many different ways and, you know, the things that black people deal with in everyday society. Um, She's got a song on the project called um, In My Name where she discusses how, like, uh, people mess up her name all the time. Her name is Jamila, and she says people say Jamila, and just like how they do that with a lot of Black people's names. Um, she has a song called "Black Girl Soldier," which is just a great anthem for Black women and Black girls everywhere. Also, check out the video because the video is straight fire. Um, LSD is on this track, uh, which is a uh, Ode to Chicago and how people, you know, talk about Chicago in all these bad ways because of the violence. But she's like, look, like, if you if you don't like it, then stop talking about it. Then don't go there. Like, because this is our city and we love it. We love it just like, you know, the color of our skin. Like, like she, Jamila is a warrior. Like, she is a warrior and she really came through with a, a project that tackled a lot of the things that people feel and just really gave us a nice project to put our our thoughts into words and to and that we can sing and like uh and identify with. She had a lot of those nostalgic moments on her project like on Very Black. She uh which features no name, she uh interpolates or yeah, interpolates like the Miss Mary Mac, which was a childhood game. Um, she's got a song with Laureen Chia or Chai. Sorry, I don't know which one. I think it's Chia. Um, Lonely, Lonely, which was a dope song. Um, she's got a song called Holy. Like it. This was this was one of the albums that really took the black experience and like unfolded it like a book in front of you and it was it was a great project for everyone that identified with it and we truly appreciated it um and so it absolutely deserved to be on the list um so heaven h-e-a-v-n by jamila woods comes in at number 14 coming in at number 13 is 24 karat magic by bruno mars um this project came out very recently uh i think uh, actually that uh, like middle of november and i was struck by it as soon as i heard it so it's it sees bruno and i, I talked about this on the podcast but it it i'm talking about it again because it it deserves the time especially because it's coming in at number 13 um it took you know, this 80s, this early 90s R&B sound. And it brought it back to the present. You know, Bruno, this saw Bruno, who was, you know, really doing a lot of, like, pop songs. This saw him changing up that style completely and saying, look, what I'm really best at is taking this, like, 80s and, like, 90s R&B that I'm so influenced by and like like turning it on his head and doing something dope with it like there were influences from like new edition and bobby brown there was some michael jackson prince like he he was it was clear he was influenced by so many like bell bib devoe like so many of these 80s r&b acts 
and he it was a true tribute to them because he he took you know those styles and he did it very well like um finesse which is my favorite song off of the track um really sounds like bell biv devoe like just no question just sounds like like poison or something like that just from the drums the way the drums start off and just you know how quickly he launches into uh what he's talking about finesse is a fantastic song he's got a song on there called perm which sounds like james brown um just like sat down with him and gave him some tips like it's dope. He's got a song called Versace on the Floor, which kind of sounds like it It had like a Michael Jackson feel to it. Um, chunky, that's what I like. Like, Bruno took all the things that he was inspired by and he made an album that really um, did them justice, did them a good service. Um, and then, of course, there's 24 Karat Magic, which is just as funky as his funky hit with Mark Ronson from last year of Uptown Funk. Um... And it's just a great project through and through. It's very short. It only runs in at about like 35 minutes. But in that time, he really gives you a nice little run through um, in history lesson of like the late 80s, early 90s in R&B and like funk and soul. It's a really soulful album. And I think Bruno needs to harness, you know, this style because it, it really works for him way more than like the pop songs that he did. Um, and yeah, I, I think he should keep doing it. And it was... It was one of the like freshest albums of the year, um, and then I didn't really know what to expect. Like he gave us twenty four karat magic, um, uh, like as the first single, but you know I, I didn't, I wasn't sure if that was gonna be the whole album or if it was just gonna be one song on a song full of pop songs because he liked to in his previous albums, you know showcase a lot of the styles that he liked on one album but this was a cohesive album with one like r&b funk style and he did it in a fantastic way 24 karat magic um comes in at number 13 and also shout out to the wonderful Halle Berry <laughs> cameo he had on the project coming in at number 12 um is September 5th um by Division um, now, I've talked about Division a lot on this podcast um, because they were this mystery group. Um, we didn't even know how many people it was or if it was one person who just released like these two to four songs on Apple Music that were fantastic, but we didn't know anything about them. They just had a Division symbol on the artwork and these wonderful R&B tracks, and we, we didn't know where they came from. All of a sudden, we find out that it's two people. It's a producer in 1985 um, and uh, a, the singer, Daniel Daly, um, and that they are division and they signed to OVO, sound, to OVO Sound, Drake's label, and they put out this album in March that is fantastic. Now, we'd heard um, four of the, the tracks already because they were the ones he released on... Uh, Apple Music, but, you know, Too Deep, Hallucinations, The Line, uh, With Me, fantastic, fantastic R&B tracks. Like, Division um, is an artist, they are an artist, I guess, 
um, that really take that R&B sound from like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, and they, they use their voice in these really fantastic melodies, and they just make this silky, like that is the main word I can use to describe their sound, it's just silky. It's like that, it's like that R&B that just like drips off the speakers, like it's, it's it's really good, and they came through um, with a ten track album runs about forty five minutes that really keeps that theme going throughout. Um, now we'd heard like four of the tracks already, but then the other six that they gave were just you know fantastic. Um, Do it well was a great track. Uh, Angela, a really good track. Like Daniel Daly has an amazing voice, and it's clear that him in nineteen eighty five have a great connection um on the on wax and everything because they together they just sound so fluid and they put a cohesive album that lived up to the hype of them as a group because we didn't really know what to expect or even know if an album was coming like all of a sudden it was just like oh yeah this album's coming oh yeah here's who we are actually we're a a duo that makes this silky smooth r&b so yeah we're coming um and then they dropped the album and it was great so I was very glad that they lived up to the hype, and it is a great R&B album that I will be listening to for a long time, um, and it, it deserves all the kudos that I can give it. So shout out to Daniel Daly in 1985 and Division and OVO. Shout out to all of them. September 5th comes in at number 12 on the list. So the final... Uh, the final album of part one, um, before um, I leave you for today and deliver the second half tomorrow, uh, is a it's probably going to be a surprise to some people and a lot of people who know me actually, but coming in at number eleven of this top twenty list is Views by Drake. I know, I know now. Everybody that knows me that's listening to this is probably very shocked. But, like, I have my reasons. Now, I'm a huge Drake fan. Huge. So, so there's, there's, no, there's no bias here. Because if I was biased, I'd be biased in the other direction. And I would have put this at, like, number three or something. But it, it didn't deserve that. It really didn't. Now, I can't deny, and no one can deny, how good... And how well Views has sold commercially. It, it's, it's actually unbelievable. Um, like, One Dance um, became Drake's first number one single. Um, and it spent like 10 weeks on the Hot 100 chart um, in the U.S. And as far as like what the album did commercially... I'm pretty sure um in the first week it did a hundred uh sorry, it did eight hundred and fifty two thousand copies. Um achieving over two hundred and forty five million streams, um, which was more than the previous record of hundred and fifteen million by Lemonade. It's it was the biggest debut since Adele's twenty five did one point one or one point two million in the uh in its fifth week of release. Um the last album by a male artist to do bigger album sales, pure album sales was album sales was Justin Timberlake's The 2020 Experience, which did 968,000 back in 2013 in the first week. 
Um, Views was Drake's sixth consecutive number one album, fifth as a solo artist. Um, it's just it like commercially, it's incredible. It did, it's done one billion streams in the United States. And like as of this month, it sold 1.6 million copies in the United States. So, like, it's doing pretty well. <laughs> like, it's it's doing pretty well. Um, it's easily Drake's um, best-selling album. Um, the surprise comes with that because the album isn't Drake's best album. Now, I I like Views. It it grew on me a lot over time. But the number one, there are, there are two big criticisms about the album. The first is it's too long. It's 20 it's 20 songs and it runs about like an hour and 20 minutes. Like nobody wants 20 songs nowadays. I personally would be fine with about 15, but like people were talking about how they were like falling asleep like through the end of it or they like forgot that they were listening to the album because it's so long it's it's long and there were a lot of like repetitive stylistic songs that he probably could have dropped but that's the first criticism the second criticism is like look drake he he came through like leading up to this album he came through a wild beef with meek mill where he pretty much decimated meek like with bars like on on wax like he decimated meek like he he won that beef and he came through uh, i think before that with if you're reading this is too late which was an album primarily featuring drake like rapping his ass off like just bars like straight through which is which is great that's what we want from drake and so we were like okay maybe drake's about to come through with his views album and really give us what we want and that's just bars just drake using his his songwriting ability to do some like scathing hip-hop bars like we want you to rap like just rap rap but he didn't and he reverted back to his safe zone which is pop drake which is drake that really wants to be an r&b singer when he can't sing as well as like any of the r&b singers out there um that's that's the Drake that we got, and he gave us a lot of that Drake with a lot of Drake that's all of a sudden, that not all of a sudden, but that's the Drake that wants to live through these Caribbean roots of like the people that he knows and all of that, and he gives us like Controller and One Dance and Feel No Ways, which I, I like all three of those songs. They're good songs, um, but we didn't want to hear like, four songs of drake like you know doing this caribbean dance flair and like uh like five songs of drake you know still talking about his exes on like redemption and uh faithful and like you with me um we want to hear drake rap we do and i thought take care even though take care was a lot of singing i thought take care was better than views um, you know, nothing was the same delivered a lot of better songs than views. Like views seemed like a safe out for Drake, but Drake is at the place where he doesn't need a safe out. Like, bro, you're one of the like best artists, like of the generation. Like 
he he can afford, you know, to take some risks and like do what you know, like things that you know he may not feel all the way comfortable with. Although I don't I don't know what the problem is, but view should have been better than it was, and it wasn't. And while it's selling ridiculous commercial numbers, content wise, myself and most of the people out there were disappointed. Now I don't want to you know leave this number 11 spot without talking about the good things about views because there are there are lots of good things um as far as the few like straight rap songs that he gave us i thought they were good hype is a really good hype song like it's it's one of the songs that really put you in a mood western road flows is one of the types of songs that i like to see from drake where like 9 a.m. in Dallas, 5 a.m. in Toronto, all those type of tracks. He's just doing bars on bars on bars on top of a dope beat, and he he kills it. And he did that here. He sampled Mary's Joint off of My Life by Mary J. Blige, and he just rapped, and it was dope. Um, his song uh, Grammys with Future was a dope hip-hop song. Not the best song, but just a song where we just want to hear like Drake you know, just like rapping, 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 being confident and like doing all you got to do. Like what happened is you gave us, if you're reading, if you're reading this is too late where you did way too much of that. And like all the songs started to sound the same and then you can't follow it up with this, which was not enough of that. But then you were like mixing all these styles that it was just a lot. Um, But there were some good things on views and Drake, we know you're talented enough to give us like a straight hip hop album that can can fight with the best of them. He has it in him. He just hasn't really done it yet. And I don't think it's too late for Drake. I think Drake knows what we want and I think maybe he's working on something. I don't know. His More Life project is supposed to drop this month. He said December. We haven't seen it yet, but I mean, it's, there's only 5 days left in December, so maybe we'll see that soon. But I don't expect that to be like what we're looking for, but he needs his next studio album to be to be what we want it to be because a lot of people I think are going to lose faith and lose interest. Um not that Drake like Drake will be fine regardless of who loses interest. Like he's still going to put out the songs that do numbers, and he's going to make his money like dude is he's out there. Like he's got a deal with Apple Music and whatnot. Like he's he's okay. He's fine. Um, but we, we want more and I think he can give us more and views fell short. So it didn't crack the top 10 for me. Um, it is sitting at number 11 on the top 20 list. Um, and I'm okay with that as a Drake, as a Drake Stan, I'm okay with that choice. Um, so that is all for part one of this episode. I hope you enjoyed, um, numbers 11 through 20 and the honorable mentions uh the podcast newsletter for this week's episode will drop after tomorrow's episode so after i release one through ten uh in the podcast newsletter i'll have the whole list as well as links to all the albums and whatnot so you can check that out um but yeah thank you all for tuning in and please tune in for the top 10 uh list tomorrow um shout out to you all for listening and let's enjoy this chance in jeremiah uh project as you know we fade out and i'll see you all tomorrow Uh
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.